Welcome into another riveting edition of Name That News, an Odyssey podcast where it's a little bit of a game show, a little bit of a good time. We try to have some jokes, have some banter. We give you some multiple choices. You can listen to the choices. You can decide along with us what is the right answer. And then we'll see We'll see how it goes. We'll see if you got it right. We'll see if you failed miserably. But there are very low stakes, I promise you. There's nothing on the line with this. It's just a little bit of time that you can spend for you. Because you need a little you time in your life, don't you? I'm Mark Menard, and with me as always is Zach Clark. You like the you time, don't you? That's right, Mark. Nothing says you time like inviting two total strangers into your eardrums for a 10-minute conversation about random news stories. I'm here for it. Look, that is peak you time, I promise you. Maybe light a candle or two. Get get some aromatherapy. If you want some like new age background music behind us, you can provide that. We we don't mind. I'm not allowed to light candles in the studio though. I will say that. I can't I can't <laughs> do that. Well we can't light candles, but you at home, you at home can light candles and chill as we provide the dulcet tones of our voices to take you through fifteen minutes of relaxation and news clips. So let's see. I'm gonna get us started this week. And we're going to start off with a clip from my hometown, WWL in New Orleans. And I don't think it needs a lot of setup. We're going to get right into it. Here we go. There's over 143 million along our roadways. So what is there a lot of on the side of the roads here in Louisiana? Is it A, roadkill? Is it B, litter? Or is it C, discarded Mardi Gras beads? So, you know, Mark, this is one of those things. We have these conversations about, like, balloons, too, where it's like, oh, my God, these are so great. Then you let them go, and then you're like, what happens to it after that? Where do the discarded balloons go? And so with this one, like, I think with Mardi Gras, and I've never been. You're down there, but I know what it looks like, and I know about the proliferation of the beads. I mean, that's a lot of roadkill, and that would smell really bad in your humidity, so I'm tossing that one out, hopefully. And litter and Mardi Gras beads to me are, what's the difference if they're discarded? I think it's Mardi Gras beads. I'm going with C. All right. So you pointed out that I didn't notice that this was a little bit of a trick question. Yes, Mardi Gras beads would also be litter. And so I'm going to go ahead and give you the right answer because it is litter. It's B. People are just chucking stuff out of their cars left and right down here. And apparently it is piling up. And you heard the number quoted there. That's a lot. That's a lot of litter to be on the side of the road. But the other thing you have to remember is there's a lot of rural area here in Louisiana where you're driving through just expanses of greenery and nothing else. And I think people feel safer there. They don't feel like they're being watched and they they feel a little little more free to just chuck stuff out of the window, which is not a good thing. We got to keep it green, keep it beautiful. We do have to keep it green and beautiful. Now, here's a transition for you. You talk about keeping it beautiful. Let's see what the folks in Pittsburgh are doing. This is from KDKA. Looking for something to do this weekend? Naked is an option on Sunday, 4 to 7 at the Crafton Ingram Lanes. What's it called, Larry? Balls out, naked. Right. So, Mark, what are these folks doing naked? Are they doing CrossFit naked? Or B, is it bowling naked? Or C, are they gardening in the buff? Okay. CrossFit bowling or gardening? While naked. Down here we have the uh, World Naked Bike Ride Day, and (laughs) and they they celebrate that down here in New Orleans, where everybody just gets on their bike and rides naked through the French Quarter. And I have never partaken. I don't think anybody wants to see that, but it is a thing. And so I I think that there are a lot of things that people are trying to 
get out of their comfort zone with all across the country because of the name of it. I caught the name of it in that little clip before you believed it. It, it was called Balls Out. I don't think that's a reference to nudity. I think it's a reference to bowling. So I'm going to go with my critical thinking here. I'm going to say B, bowling. Well, Mark, that's what we in the business call a double entendre. It is indeed about both of those things. It is bowling. Look, of all the things you're going to do naked, like bowling seems to be the least offensive. Like with CrossFit, like the jumping and the bending and the sweating and the uh, uh, yeah and the gardening too like the dirt and the bending over and the uh, i just to me like if you're gonna do something naked you know bowling makes sense and look i'm here in the midwest in a very um polish driven heritage culture uh yeah I'm, I'm here for it there's a lot of stuff bouncing around that i don't think you want yeah they have machines for that at, at bowling alleys right and, and, and you always just make sure you polish your balls that's great. No transition. Go next. <laughs> yeah, let's let's move on from that. And let's take it out to the heartland, to the Midwest. And we're going to go to Wichita with the Steve and Ted in the morning show at KNSS. This is not hard news. This is not anything important, but I thought it was an amusing little clip. Let's see what they're talking about. We have hummingbirds at our house. Okay. Every year we have two or three. Well, you put out a feeder, don't you? Get the feeder. Yeah, the well, feeder. see, that's the key. But in the meantime, I see this little this little animal. So you see, big goings on in Wichita this week. A lot of important things to talk about, and hummingbirds was the topic of the day. But what was in the yard with the hummingbirds? Was it A, a snake that eats hummingbirds? Was it B, a raccoon that eats hummingbirds? Or was it C, a moth that looks like a hummingbird? Oh, boy. Uh, look, I don't know much about Wichita, Kansas. I don't think there's going to be a ton of snakes, though. I'm just going to throw that one out for that reason. You know, raccoons, man, they can be relatively vicious depending on um, if they're rabid, if they're feral, right? So I wouldn't toss that one out. But I will say this. Uh, hummingbirds are shockingly small. People know that. But then when they see one, I think they're even more surprised by how small it is. I'm saying it's going to be C, the moth. Well, look, trash pandas can be a real nuisance, and they will eat just about anything. But in this case, they are not eating the hummingbirds. It is a moth that looks like a hummingbird. He went on to describe it. He even gave the, the official Latin name of the species and everything. It was an interesting little clip, and I suggest you go online to Odyssey to the Steve and Ted in the Morning Show over at Wichita. If you want to hear more about the hummingbirds, it's right there online. You can hear all about the hummingbirds in the yard. So, Mark, I'm so glad that you just unleashed that story because this next story is not exactly like that at all. Take a listen from WWJ in Detroit. Evasive answers to police from 54-year-old Terrell York led to a search warrant and the discovery of 67-year-old Patricia York's body concealed in a... So, Mark, not about hummingbirds and certainly not a feel-good story. Where was the woman found? Was it A, in a freezer... Was it B, in a life-sized diorama, or C, in a rocking chair, still waiting for that Lions Super Bowl? Okay, well, the rocking chair gives some real, like, Norman Bates vibes. The freezer gives off, like, tons of different serial killer vibes. And then there's the diorama, which is a very interesting proposition. And look, there was a funeral down here in New Orleans not that long ago, where the elderly gentleman who passed had been a drummer in a band. And at his funeral, they set up an entire set where he was playing the drums 
even though he was a corpse. And so the dead person dioramas might be picking up a little bit of steam, and it would be somehow the least creepy of the three. <laughs> I'm choosing to think of it as a pleasant diorama with the person doing something they loved. I'm not thinking of it as like some type of like ritualistic deal. So I'm going to hope that it's the diorama and say B. Well, Mark, that's where I got the idea for B. I've seen this before. What you're talking about, and I don't want to be insensitive, it's basically human taxidermy. I find that to be extremely creepy, but this one is going to be creepy. It is temporary human taxidermy. They do eventually put the person in the ground. You're right. And so with all that said, Mark, unfortunately, this is, I think, probably the creepiest one. Uh, The woman was in a freezer. For what it's worth, the man did not kill her. He just didn't want her to leave after she died. And so he kept her in his freezer, probably because, well, you know, humans decompose and that smell is unfortunate. Yeah, from what I understand, the freezer will keep the smell at bay and preserve the person uh, to a degree. Maybe he was still having conversations that he felt were unfinished. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he had to have the last word. You know how it goes. (laughs) Hey, that urge can be very strong at times. You really need to get that last word in. So maybe that's what it was. Let's let's hope that's what it was. That's right. That it was nothing further untoward than that. (laughs) So that brings us to the portion of the show that we call the cliffhanger question of the week, where we play you a clip. And we give you a week to mull it over, a week to think about it, a week to digest it and see where it comes out from your brain a week later and if you can get the right answer. So first, we have to play you last week's cliffhanger question of the week. That one was one that I found from one of our favorite shows here at Name That News. We gave it the Name That News stamp of of approval last week. It's called Something Off Beat. It is an Odyssey podcast about all of the different weird things in the world that are fascinating. And this particular one was about time zones and further in particular about putting a time zone in a place that doesn't have one and giving it a special time zone. Let's have a listen. Efforts might make the time change bit of it easier to understand when people eventually do start traveling to the In February, news broke that the agency is working on creating a time zone. So what pristine, untouched bit of land will soon get its own time zone? Is it A, the Antarctic? Is it B, the Amazon? Or is it C, the moon? Look, the first two would quote-unquote make the most sense because they're on this planet, right? But I'm pretty sure... I I know the question is its own time zone, right? So both of these places already have a time zone. It's not their own. Uh, But I think think it's got to be the moon, right? I mean, we're we're talking about colonization and, and whatnot, but like... How does that work when if if it is the moon, because days are not the same as they would be on this planet? I, I got to say the answer is C, but I have no idea how it's going to work. All right, look, they're deciding on whether or not to put a lunar time zone because the plan is to travel to the moon more and more frequently and perhaps have people live there for a while. If you want the full story, go to Something Offbeat and listen to that podcast. Once again, the dulcet tones of Lauren Barry on that clip, and they tell you all about it. But in terms of how that would work, I would imagine it's not too different from the places in Alaska where you get sunlight like all day or darkness all day. You just have to have some type of way to pass the time so that you don't go crazy. So that brings us to this week's cliffhanger question of the week. And this one is yours, my friend. What do you have for us? That's right, Mark. We're going to go back to your neck of the woods. This comes from the Scoot Show on WWL in New Orleans. Take a listen. 
All right, how many young people go out into the world and they have not been taught anything about Oh, they've been told responsibly. But what about parents actually teaching their kids how to responsibly? All right, Mark, what are kids, according to Scoot, not being taught to do responsibly? Is it A, spend? Is it B, complain about the younger generation? Or C, is it drink, drink responsibly? Which one of those three do you think it might be? We're not going to answer this till next week. But if I'm going to talk it out a little bit, I have seen lately where younger people don't drink nearly as much as the older generations did. And so maybe that's what it is because they're not exposed to it and they don't have as much experience with it. But it could also be spend because, you know, I know that when I was young, I didn't know what to do with my money. And, you know, a lot of it went in places it probably shouldn't have. So both of those, I think, are viable answers. I think complaining about the younger generation, they have a lot of time to figure that one out. But the other two, I I feel like, are very probable answers. So we'll have to wait and see next week which one it is. And judging by my track record, it probably is the one I completely threw over my shoulder just now. Well, I mean, it's funny because you talk about the younger generation drinking uh, less, which we uh, which has been doc which has been documented. But if you remember an old episode of Name That News, we had the story about the Borg, the blackout rage gallon. So let's not give them too much credit just yet. Yeah, TikTok has got some interesting things for people to find if they want to look for them. So, <laughs> How to black out in an hour, 101. Some, some things that people should just stay away from. And I'm sure there's some fine stuff there as well. I don't know. What we are trying to do is wrap this show up. So special thanks to Brian Fisher for helping us to put this silly little thing together as he does every week. And special thanks to you for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button, bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar because we're here every single week with another fresh new episode of Name That News.